0: You're listening to the Arctic Circle podcast. In this episode, we listen to Her Excellency Naja Nathanielsen, Greenlandic Minister for Housing, Infrastructure, Justice, Minerals
1: and Gender Equality, speak on the policies of the new government of Greenland. The minister's speech is followed by a Q&A from the audience, moderated by Ólafur Ragnar Grímsson, Chairman of the Arctic Circle and Former President of Iceland. This event originally took place at the 2021 Arctic Circle Assembly in Reykjavik, Iceland. Good afternoon, President Grimson, Ministers, Excellencies, Ladies and Gentlemen. It is a great privilege to address you all today on behalf of the Government of Greenland. First of all, I wish to extend our appreciation to President Crimson for inviting us to take the plenary stage again. Unfortunately, the Premier of Greenland, Muttiborp Ide, is unable to attend himself, but I am here to convey his greetings and this speech on behalf of the Government of Greenland, Nællegersøshund. I think we are all very thankful to be here today. For many of us, this is the first big event since the pandemic. And what better way to meet than the Arctic Circle Assembly, the largest conference in Arctic about the Arctic. Arctic Circle Assembly enables important international dialogue and cooperation on a wide range of issues, not just on the Arctic, which we call home, but on the entire planet, which we all call home. A new Atlantic coalition government was formed in April this year. We have since prioritized our efforts to contribute to the international agenda, and it is vital for Nadege Sushut to engage in a constructive international cooperation with our neighbors, our allies, and our closest partners. The Arctic and Greenland are two inseparable entities. When you think about the Arctic, Greenland springs to mind, and vice versa. We make our lives in the Arctic. Greenlanders are defined as a people under international law with an inherent right of self-determination. Greenland has extensive self-government within the Kingdom of Denmark, and we oversee our own development. The cooperation and respect which exists within the Kingdom is an indicator of the mutual understanding and support of the fact that we are aiming to become increasingly independent and stated in our coalition agreement. We administer our own affairs, and we are fundamentally responsible for our own development. I want to make clear that we, in our cooperation with other nations, are a serious, reliable, and responsible partner. We are in Greenland naturally experiencing the growing global attention on the region. This is welcomed. However, as we like to say, nothing about us without us. Whenever the Arctic is discussed, Greenland always must play a central role. This has been underlined and developed further within the Kingdom in June on an annual meeting with Denmark and the Faroe Islands as we agreed on a more direct and active role for Greenland on behalf of the Kingdom of Denmark regarding the Arctic. Many new and important topics on the political agenda of the new government. In our nation building process towards independence, we strive to create a society that secures sustainable development. Our country has undergone a rapid development and within a span of a few decades, we have witnessed a lot of different uh, changes and differences. We have engaged with the world and taking in new ways while still keeping in line with our heritage and our culture. Fisheries and fish products are still our main income, as it makes up approximately 90% of our exports. Our products are world-class, and we will continue to develop the fishing sector. But our dependency on fisheries makes us vulnerable. In order to diversify and increase export opportunities and develop new business opportunities, the Parliament of Greenland in 2018 approved the n- framework for new infrastructure projects with two new international airports in Nuuk and Ilulissat. Good and efficient infrastructure is key for our population in Greenland and it is vital for further development of our business sector. This is why we continue to improve and modernize our infrastructure. The next focus areas will be a new airport in the southern part of Greenland and improvement of our interregional transportation system. Where other countries rely on roads and railways, we depend on our seaways. They are connecting our cities and settlements. The new coalition has presented a bill for the parliament banning further exploration and exploitation of uranium. This political position is not unique to the world, but it still has drawn a lot of attention. We have welcomed the attention and viewed it as an opening to explain that while we oppose uranium mining, we welcome all other projects which are in line with our environmental standards set out by the government of Greenland and and our Mineral Resource Act. Mining provides great potential for both investors and for the Greenlandic society, and we seek to develop the sector further in the future. We already have several mature projects in the pipeline and welcome further activities. We need to utilize and harvest the resources we have, both living and non-living, but not at the expense of the environment or the health of the people in Greenland. Sustainability is key. Also, a new government has decided not to approve any new licenses for oil and gas exploration. Yes. This is for the benefit of the environment and for the climate. It is our view that we have to be responsible and do our part for the climate for future generations to come. This points to one of the overarching reasons for the focus from the international community on the Arctic and on Greenland, which is climate change. The warming of the climate is happening faster in Greenland than the global average, And the effects of climate change have a direct impact on our everyday life, to our way of life, and to our culture. Our environment is changing. It is happening faster in Greenland than in other places. Sea ice is no longer a guarantee during wintertime. In the north, the migration patterns of wildlife and fish is changing, and we depend on these. It is increasingly difficult to predict the weather. Our government has a very ambitious plan to increase the use of renewable energy in order to ensure a responsible supply for households and industry. Already, 70% of our domestic energy supply comes from hydropower. To ensure further development, we have just passed an Act through Inertisadut, our Parliament, which will ensure that hydropower will cover 90% of our domestic supply to both households and industry, in a few years. Also a new strategy for developing a platform for power to X and eventually a green energy sector is being prioritized and is underway. We want to be known for our commitment to renewable resources and live up to our international name, Greenland. Another exciting strategy is being developed these days. Greenland has strong hopes to be able to provide carbon capture storage, CCS, in the not-so-distant future. We have the geological requirements in abundance, and we aim to be able to help reduce the global CO2 emission in the future. These are some of our contributions to fight climate change. And we hope that many of you present here today will keep pushing and keep fighting for innovative solutions and to get everyone aboard, at the upcoming COP26 in November. We are part of the globalized world and we need international cooperation. We have had many years of experience and an excellent relationship with the European Union and we want to further develop our cooperation and business opportunities with our Arctic Council partners, our closest neighbors from the US, Canada, Iceland, and the UK, but also new and potential stronger relationships with China, Japan, and South Korea. We are going to open a new diplomatic representation in Beijing this autumn, and our office in Beijing will naturally cover Southeast Asia. We have diplomatic representations in Brussels, Copenhagen, Washington DC, Reykjavik, and soon Beijing. And I encourage all of you and your colleagues to use the opportunity to network and cooperate with our diplomats whenever possible. We are always looking and assessing where we can use our resources best with regards to diplomatic presence for mutual benefits with partners, and we will assess in the future if we shall increase our presence in more countries. So, dear friends, I hope I have given you an insight into some of our political priorities And it is is an honor for me to be here during the assembly, and I would like to express my gratitude for the opportunity to highlight our willingness to cooperate with all of you for the benefit of us us all. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much, Minister, for this uh, fascinating presentation about the policies of the new government of Greenland. I think it's the first time we hear on an international Arctic stage, no uranium, no oil, no gas, but ambitious clean energy projects. That's a fundamental message. from. Uh, from the new government of a country which has the second largest ice sheet in the world. (coughs) Let's all remember that if only a 20% of the Greenland ice sheet melts, (coughs) sea level will rise about two meters everywhere in the world. So Miami will be history. Shanghai will be in big trouble. Dubai, Abu Dhabi, no longer fascinating destinations. So Greenland really is the place we should witness if we want to see what's happening to the world. And and to me, it's been fascinating in recent weeks and months to see, if I may say so, a new generation of Greenlanders coming to the leadership in this government. And we have a great representative here today. It's a different Greenland. It's a different leadership. And there are different policies, as we heard in this speech. Thank you very much, Minister, for coming. I thank you also to the Prime Minister to sending you to take questions here on his behalf. We hope he will be able to make it next year. And now, for all of you, you have this rare opportunity to be the first international audience to put questions to a representative of the new government of Greenland. So who wants to go first? Yeah, there's, there, yes.
1: Good afternoon, I'm Dana Eitzness. I run the North Atlantic Development Office for the state of Maine in the US. And my question is, will Greenland be at COP26? And if so, um, what is your messaging around your participation there? Thank you for your question yes we will be present at cop twenty six with our premier uh, and uh, our minister for environment they will both attend and have a, a, a full schedule and we will focus on the same issues that we focus on here which is to promote uh, a future with no oil and gas to uh, to promote the innovation of new technologies in green tech which is power to eggs and other possibilities trying to uh, built on that interest we see around the world and trying to make other people come on board because we witness climate change every day. Uh, And for us, it's not abstract. It is very real uh, and it's very worrying. So we think uh, we are all in the same boat on this and we need to act. So we hope to bring some witness to the stand.
0: Okay. So... These are all your fans. They don't want to ask you any questions. <laughs> yes, OK. Let's have a question there. Yes. Hey. Sorry, you, you need to wait for the microphone. And then we will come to you. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Sorry, I'm new to this question asking from the back of the room, too. (laughs) I'm Dr. Leslie Field, and I work at the Arctic Ice Project, and we work on a potential solution to slow melt. Is there slow ice melt? And we have some evidence that this works. How would we approach, you know, who would we approach uh, to see whether there's interest in Greenland for us to help? brighten some of your darkened ice in a safe way. Well, as I understand it, you are doing a research project and are looking for some cooperation with our government. Uh, We all the time have different dialogues with researchers and always welcome it, so I I would just ask you to uh, reach out to our university or our ministries and ask for cooperation in that regard.
0: Thank you very much for that answer. Thank you. go to the next question, please. Heikkili uh, Havainem from Sires Far apart. Uh, Thank you. They were really ambitious goals you have, but how are you going to finance them? How are you going to run your economy?
1: Well, uh, you can say the, the stop for further uh, exploration of oil and gas, I think that there's no future in that direction anyway. It, it's a dead end in the end, uh, we are all moving in another direction as a world. So I'm not too concerned about that. Uh, we are not saying no to mining, and there are still plenty of mining opportunities. We do have a lot of critical minerals in Greenland, uh, and they are accessible, and a lot of projects is underway. So the mining sector will be one sector to support our economy. Tourism as well. But our primary and, and largest income do come from the fishing industry, and I do not see that going uh, down in, in the future as well. So of course we welcome foreign investments, and we do need them because some of these projects we have are quite, uh, are quite heavy in, in, in the investing sector, so we, we need others to participate. And I think we have interest, but uh, if you know anybody, please let them call us.
0: Can I, can I just follow that? by asking you about mining in Greenland. Uh, and before I ask my questions, <clears throat> let all of us realize that if we are going to have economic growth uh, all over the world in the 21st century, we will have to do mining somewhere. <clears throat> we need rare earth and uh, metals and others. Of course, in Greenland, you don't have the forest and the earth that you have to remove, you, you can go straight into the mining is it correct that big parts of southern greenland have already been allocated to a great many mining companies in different areas so if you look at a map of greenland almost all of southern greenland have now been licensed out to different mining companies
1: yes i think well i have a few points on, uh, i want to uh, go to first of all yes the southern part of greenland does have a lot of mining activity also without uranium or other radioactive materials. So there are possibilities in the southern part of Greenland. Uh, A lot of reefs, rare earths, are uh, interconnected with radioactive minerals and therefore will be difficult to mine after the new act will come into place. And and that leads me to say that I think we also need in the world to debate growth how much growth is necessary. We are a small country. We don't need a lot of uh, revenue to make a difference. And I think all countries must ask themselves how much growth do we need to have and uh, how much (coughs) do we need to harvest and in what time.
0: Well, we have one more question with a quick answer. If anybody wants to raise their hand, yes. There at the back, you can stand up, yes, <coughs> and be quick, please.
1: <coughs> I'm Lisa Holmberg from the Arctic Indigenous Film Fund, and uh, you are doing very good work with your indigenous languages in, in, in Greenland, and uh, I'm asking you to invest to films. We are also doing very much work with regards to films and we have a festival and we're trying to fund uh, the industry better because we have a lot of great stories to tell. We are a storytelling nation uh, and we do uh, enjoy telling stories through films and literature and, and, and music.
0: Great. Thank you very much.